0: My name is Lindy, and welcome to Life in Pieces. This is a podcast that takes an autobiographical view on my life and the little pieces that many may not know. Can I just say how crazy the last couple of weeks have been? On a personal level, I'm still doing physical therapy. I had an MRI, and it was determined that based on those results, uh, that my best course of immediate action was a steroid injection, which I just received on Friday. Only time will tell uh, if it ends up helping my back pain or not, but I am hopeful that it will do um, what it's intended to do. I, as of right now on uh, Sunday, have seen little to no improvement, but I am still hopeful. They told me it could take a few days up to a week, so not giving up yet. How is everyone doing? We got a new administration in the White House. Vaccine rollout continues, although be it slowly... It seems impossibly far away, but I am still hopeful that we will return to a semblance of normal this year. Can't tell you when, but I I do have hope. So, let's move on. I wanted to share something really quick before I get into our topic, because I came across something on Facebook that I really wanted to share. And I am part of a group on Facebook that keeps me somewhat sane, makes me realize that I am not completely crazy when it comes to some of the Mormon doctrine that I was raised with and some of the constant teachings that were were thrown at me. But something was shared and I just want to share this because this goes to show you exactly where my mindset was for most of my childhood into my early adult years and honestly still still follows me a little bit. But it says, uh, and this is a quote from one of the um, authorities in the church, that says, Young women, please understand that if you dress in modestly, you are magnifying the problem by becoming pornography to some of the men you see. Okay. There are so many things wrong with that, but that quote right there tells you exactly what you need to know about the mindset I had as a woman in the Mormon church. I was the cause of a man's impure thoughts. I was the cause if a man looked at pornography. I was the cause of this. I was the cause of that. No wonder I had so many problems. Anyway, moving on. So, to quote a uh, Toby Keith song, I want to talk about me. I want to talk about, I want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my. Okay, I'm not going to sing the whole thing. Anyway, let's talk about me for a second. So, after all, this uh, <laughs> this this is called Life in Pieces, and it's a podcast about me. So, the topic this week I wanted to do, um, I wanted to just cover therapy, mental health uh, therapy, and it, it gets a bad rap, um, but I have been in therapy on and off for over half my life. Granted, I've had a lot of trauma in my life. But I want to bring some light, awareness, and appreciation for something that often gets looked at negatively. I'm going to insert a trigger warning here. Uh, I am going to talk about some sexual abuse, um, but it is discussed in broad terms uh, during this particular episode, and it's discussed as it relates to therapy and mental health. I am not going to detail any experiences in terms of specifics that I experienced, but... If hearing about sexual abuse in any manner is a trigger for you, you may want to skip this episode. So let me say, my first experience with therapy, um, at least that I can recall well, uh, was due to being sexually abused when I was young. The therapy was court-ordered, as I was a victim of this trauma. The experience was awful. It was obvious to me that this one person was... or this. The the court ordered therapist was only talking with me, and I, I say talking with me in quotes, um, because she had to. It was court ordered. She was checked out. She didn't seem to really listen to me at all. I felt completely judged by her. Had I not learned um, that all therapists are that that not all therapists are created equal, this would have been my first and last experience with a mental health ser- therapist. As I grew up and years passed, I found the trauma I had endured uh, was still causing me issues. Uh, I was gaining weight. I had no confidence in myself or my abilities. I was scared of sex and sexual topics. Although in hindsight, as I read earlier, that may be more closely related to uh, some issues with the Mormon church, but I was angry and I was always looking at the negative. I felt ugly, and I hated looking at myself in the mirror. I was a mess. I honestly couldn't say if it was my idea or my mom's, but therapy was reintroduced to me as an option to help me cope with these many issues um, that this trauma had brought into my life. And I have done the traditional one-on-one style. I've done group therapy and what I label... I, I will also say I have done what I label as alternative therapies... That includes things like muscle testing and I was in my young teens when this was introduced to me and at the time I found it strange and weird and looking back on it as an adult it's a little scary that at one point I did believe in it if you don't know this uh, here's a definition of muscle therapy as well as a statement on its effectiveness so healthline.com states muscle testing is also known as applied Kinesiology, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but I might not be, um, also known as AK or manual muscle testing. Um, It is an alternative medicine practice that claims to effectively diagnose structural, muscular, chemical, and mental ailments. AK is not a part of the science of kinesiology, which is the study of the movement of the human body. The basic idea behind AK is similar to one of Sir Isaac Newton's laws of motion, which states for every action in nature, there is an equal and opposite reaction. AK takes this concept and applies it to the human body. This means that any internal issues you may be experiencing would be accompanied by a related muscle weakness. Following this thought process, you should be able to perform a muscle test to diagnose any underlying medical condition. Muscle testing conducted in an AK differs from standard orthopedic muscle testing. Here's an example. So you have a muscle test performed and your bicep is deemed weak. A person performing the muscle test with a standard view of medicine might suggest working out your biceps more at the gym. A person following the principles of AK may suggest that you have this weakness because of an underlying problem. That may also include a mental one. Um, now the men, I, I realized that alternative therapies, there are some good ones, but this is one that I would consider not, especially from my own experiences, but they asked the question, so is muscle testing legitimate? Well, according to several studies, the kinesiology muscle test, uh, while some standard orthopedic and chiropractic muscle tests, may be helpful for specific muscle-related weaknesses, muscle tests are useless for diagnosing medical conditions such as organic disease or mental illness. Anyway, yes, I was introduced to a variety of therapies. Some good, some bad. Eventually I gave up on getting to a better mental state, until I was in my young adulthood. I decided to try my hand at a traditional mental health therapist again. My choice, my decision, and I'm glad I did. This therapist wasn't perfect. He had some things I didn't really care for in the way he handled therapy, but it did prove to me the truth that I have come to live by. Not all therapists are created equal. Period. This therapist and I were not a great fit, but I was able to get a handle on what I thought I needed um, in a therapist, at least, so I, I knew what to look for. Sometimes it's trial and error, and that's okay. Ultimately, I didn't find what I was needing in a therapist until I got to BYU. Ironic, right? Who knew I would need a therapist while at BYU? I'm raising my hand, which you can't see. Anyway... So my experience with counseling therapy at BYU happened in two parts. While I was there, I participated in group therapy on campus and a little bit of one-on-one therapy with a couple different counselors. This was at the on-campus counseling center. I was terrified to walk into it, but being the poor college student I was, it was also a free option. Although for the most part, I'd say the counseling center was unsuccessful, I would say two good things did occur. First, I met someone I found to be caring and understanding. For the purposes of anonymity, uh, we will call him Josh. So Josh is someone I had uh, as a moderator for a group therapy session, or group therapy um, group that I was in. He was one of a couple, if I recall correctly, um, that were moderating that group. And although I didn't find the group itself as as helpful or as, you know, good as I was hoping for I did find that he himself understood me in a way that many other counselors at least up until that point did not and he was an active Mormon because that's I mean he worked in the counseling center on campus um, and I was already starting to feel isolated from the church at this point but he gave me some hope and although our time um, as patient and therapist were not very long this is someone I see as a friend today it's been years since I have seen or talked to him a lot, but I will never forget the confidence he gave me that I could find a Mormon therapist who understood my situation. Secondly, this group therapy and counseling center on campus did help introduce me to someone I would eventually call one of my best friends. We became fast friends. He helped introduce me to people I still talk to quite often. We became close And although this person is no longer in my life, as we had a falling out and parting of ways, which we may get into in a later episode, I will be grateful that he came into my life and helped introduce me to some people I can truly call lifelong friends. Unfortunately, even if seeing these friends doesn't happen near as often as I would like, especially right now during this pandemic. What tops the list of therapy for me at BYU was while I was attending. I found a man who ultimately changed and in many ways saved my life. I won't call him out by name in this podcast, but let's just refer to him as James. He wasn't located in the counseling center, which was a big plus to me. He actually was someone I was referred to from a previous therapist I had back home. James is a Mormon and I am pretty sure is still active in the church to this day. But he is the only Mormon therapist I found that didn't use it against me when I was honest with him about my issues with the church, when I came out as a bisexual to him, so on and so forth. He didn't use any of that against me. He didn't judge me for the slip-ups I had. He honestly didn't judge me, uh, which is hard to find in most Mormons, but especially when you are being so vulnerable to He wanted to help me. Through his help and lifelong advice that I still use and think about every day, I was able to find myself. I was able to free myself from the prison I had put myself in. Mentally speaking, of course. In many ways, I feel lucky. It took me years to find him, but I finally did. And even though we don't talk much now, except with an occasional email and or visit to his office when I visit Utah, I spent over nine years in therapy with James as my therapist. And I have tried once or twice since moving away from Utah to do therapy again. And although at times it was, it was helpful, it, it is hard to find someone who measures up to his abilities to understand me. I mean, when you're working with someone for nine years, they, they get to know you at a level that even you don't know yourself in some ways. So yeah, he knows me pretty well. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Over the last several years, uh, taking what I have learned from being in therapy, I have come into my own. I have gained a confidence in myself that I didn't even really realize existed. I can talk openly about my trauma and advocate for those who may not be able to do it themselves. At this point, for me, therapy is in what, it, what I like to refer to as the maintenance stage. I don't see a therapist consistently, but I will touch base with someone every month or two as, as a check-in. Life is crazy, especially right now. And having someone to talk to about the pressures and every, ch- the, you know, the always changing parts of life, it's not a bad thing. At different times in my life, therapy was a lifesaver and definitely helped keep me from making what could have been traumatic, awful, and potentially deadly choices. If I can say one thing about taking care of your mental health and the therapy that may be involved, it's keep trying. Even if the first fit isn't good, that doesn't mean it can't be beneficial for you. It's like medication sometimes. Sometimes you just need to find the right combination and fit um, for it to be successful. It's not easy for sure, but if you can find the right person to talk to, I encourage you to try again. Therapy does get a bad rap, but let me tell you, it really did save my life. Don't forget, you can email me at lifeandpiecespodcast at gmail.com if you have any topic suggestions, questions, comments, or stories you would like me to share in future episodes. I love hearing from you. Also, still looking for a guest or two to showcase on the show, so if you are interested in that, please let me know. In preparation for a future episode on travel, um, if you feel comfortable doing so, please email me. Um, I would love for you to give me a description of your favorite travel experience doesn't have to be recently. If you have gotten the courage to travel during this pandemic, I would love to also hear recent travel stories from your travel experiences with the coronavirus restrictions, the good and the bad. (laughs) Since I have traveled a couple of times during COVID, uh, once pretty recently, I want to dive into this topic a bit, but I would love some stories and experiences from all of you to share as well um, to supplement with my own. You can let me know in your email if you wish to remain anonymous or not, but please, I would love to hear some of your stories. That is all I have for you today. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. My name is Lindy. This is Life in Pieces. Until next time.